All right, well, it's great to have you here for the start of Module 1. Thank you for coming and being a part of this um, experience where I'm excited to get started with you. Um, this is just thrilling for me. We have a lot to cover, so I don't really have a whole lot of room for error, so we need to get going. Let me, let me start with a word of prayer, and then we've got a lot of administrative items to cover, as well as diving into some concepts, theological concepts, and some scripture. So let's uh, pray. Father, thank you so much for... Uh, the Word of God that we are gathering around this morning to to listen to, to hear, so that we may obey you, so that we may be your people whom you've called us to be. Thank you for qualifying us for this insurmountable ministry, a, uh, a ministry that would otherwise be overwhelming, that you have given us a service among your people for your glory. And Lord God, we need to capture that. We need to understand that. We need to know that. But we need your help. We need divine assistance to be able to handle these things, to understand these things, and to do these things. Lord, we pray that as we start Module 1 in BTI over the next couple of years, may this not just be a theological exercise. May this not just be that we just know more facts about you. May this not be just something that helps us to be better at debating people over the Word of God. But Lord, help us to be worshipers, better worshipers of you having a higher view of you, that it would thrill our hearts with joy to know these things about you and that it may give us something to say to those around us and that our lives may conform more to the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the image that we portray to the world be the exact image of who Jesus Christ is. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are going to try and experiment again with the self-attendance, but we'll see if it works. Um, This thing is fun. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, We're going to try this again. So I've got the iPad. I think I've worked out the kinks. I just... Um, put somebody's name. Uh, anyways, I undid it. All right, uh, so I've got this, so we'll go ahead and try this and see if this works. Remember, I've got the instructions up here. They're probably impossible to see, so that's not helpful at all. But you're just going to scroll through and check off your name if you can find yourself. If you can't find yourself, then right now we have you as a under visitor status, and that's totally fine. If you want to take it for credit or join as an auditor, let me know, and then I can put you on the list, and then you can always check yourself off if you're going to be here regularly. Um, if you're a visitor, though, <laughs> at the top, right screen, top, there is a number that you're putting in there. This is just a reminder. If you're a visitor, if there's nothing in there, you put a one for yourself. If there's a one in there, you put a two, and if there's a two in there, you put a three, and if there's a ten in there, you put an eleven. It's just adding numerically. So you just backspace, backspace, and then put the number. Again, this is experimental. I know it's kind of like a self-registration kind of thing, and it probably will fail in the middle of this, so that's okay. No worries if, it, if we can't get the whole attendance today, but I'm just going to see if this works. So let me pass this around, and then let me get to some other things as well.
Okay, so let me, uh, let me grab this here. Hmm, let's see. Maybe it's it a screw thing? There we go. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> it has a mind of its own this morning. All right. Let me start us off by talking a little bit about the orientation, the, the, the general student orientation. What is BTI about? Why are we here? And what is expected of you in taking BTI? That's what I want to cover, at least initially this morning. And because we have so much to cover, I just need to jump right into this here. Um, I can actually take this screen off. I'll just put this here for now. So Bible Training Institute, uh, you know, Steve shared his heart last week. Bible Training Institute was something that just, it was a vision of his, that he would train up, first and foremost, the men in our church at the lay level to understand the Bible, to understand theology, and to be able to practice that in the local church. And I have the same passion and desire as well to do, to do that. And it, it's great how immediately the women in the church came and flocked around him and wanted to join this as well. And so this is literally the product of that uh, here today. What we're going to be covering in BTI, and many of you already know this, is basically three different things. One, we're going to be covering systematic theology. Two, we're going to be covering a survey of every book of the Bible. And the way that it's ordered is a systematic theology, Bible survey. The third is applied theology. And I almost want to reorder that so that Bible survey really comes first because everything that we do derives ultimately from the Bible. Yes, that's the foundation. The theology derives from the Bible, the systematic theology. The applied theology derives from the Bible. So... If you have a copy, for some reason, of the general student orientation, I may have sent that out to you. Um, I meant to reverse that. I don't think I did. But Bible survey really should come first because that is the meat of who we are and what we do. It all derives from the Bible. So those are the three main things. In systematic theology, we're going to cover a lot of different ologies like bibliology, theology proper, uh, theology of worship, Christology, pneumatology, anthropology, etc. I'll cover that a little bit more later today. <coughs> of course, for Bible survey, we're going to cover all 66 books of the Bible. As I mentioned, we're going to be covering them canonically. That's the term to basically say in the order in which they are written. Not in the order that's in your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but the order in which they came into the canon. I've already talked about why I think that will be a worthwhile endeavor for us. I think you'll actually enjoy it. Uh, you'll, you'll see different nuances that perhaps you hadn't seen before. BTI takes, um, depending on how fast or slow I go, it takes two to two and a half years to get through. Uh, and so th this is an exercise in endurance and patience. And, uh, but it is so worth the time and the investment. So if you are ready to join and you haven't already joined, please let me know. This is definitely worthwhile. Obviously, you know the, the, the day of the week and the time and the location because you're here. So I don't think I'm telling you anything that you don't know. But for those of you who are wondering, we meet here at this time every Sunday to go through BTI. There are seven modules, six modules that will cover the, all the books of the Bible, 
and all of the systematic theology concepts. You'll do your applied theology reading. And then module 7 is kind of more like a hermeneutics module. It's a module of learning how to study the Bible for yourself and practicing doing that where you actually take a passage and do that. And I've decided to open up I think there were like six passages you could choose from. I've decided to open it up now. You can choose anything. Okay, anything in the Bible. That's kind of dangerous because I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to grade those. But uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. We actually do that at the Master's University. I, I do a, a class on Bible interpretation there. And we just open it up to every any verse that you want. I want that to be the case because I want you to pick a passage that really interests you. That you're, I've really wanted to study that. Or this was a difficult passage for me. Or this is my favorite verse or favorite text. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, more on that in like two years when we get there. Um, BTI may be joined in any semester. Uh, it, you can basically join, and semester I mean module. Uh, you can join basically at the start of any module. That's kind of the idea. So if you're wondering when's a good time, just come and ask me and I can let you know. Did I, am, I, are you, am I too late? Or am I, there's kind of some gray area there. Am I too early? I can help you, guide you. Uh, when would be a good time for you to join? You can enroll as a four-credit student or an auditor. Um, again, audit is kind of more like you're planning on being here pretty much week to week, but you're not doing any assignments. You're not doing any reading, unless you want to, but you're technically not being held accountable for it and not getting a certificate at the end. Uh, but for credit, you are doing the papers. You are doing the reading. Uh, you are attending as much as you possibly can. I think it's uh, technically like an 80% attendance you're supposed to have. There's give and take to that. I under- there's issues that come up. We're not looking over your shoulder, you know, trying to keep track. Well, you're like, well, you're taking attendance. Well, I know, we're taking attendance. But I'm not really looking at that to know, like, did you get up to 80% or whatever? Just try to, if you're a four-credit student, try to be here in person. Listening to the lectures afterwards is not necessarily attending, so try to be here as much as you can. But if you need to listen to lectures as a replacement for certain Sundays, that's totally fine. That's what this is designed for. This is why we're recording this here, and hopefully that's going to work today. But um, at least we're just covering general orientation things, and it's not as much of the important uh, items that we'll be covering later. Um, even we, we do allow for auditors. I want, I want to encourage auditors to be here. I think that's just anyone who wants to be here to listen to going through the whole Bible, listening to systematic theology, I think that's well worth the time, and I don't want to discourage that. At the same time, we do want to say BTI is primarily for those who are taking it for credit, and we want to encourage that eventually at some point, if you haven't already done so, to take BTI for credit. It will be a huge investment into your life and ministry. You will thank us later. I'm sure you will after going through it because it is a it is going to be a rich blessing to your soul, to your family, uh, to the ministry that you have here at this church. Uh, I already talked about attendance, so I think we're good on that. Um, <coughs> reading, so there's reading in this in this class, I guess you could say. Um, not just reading through the Bible, but you're also reading books. You're reading uh, the the. Uh, biblical Doctrine book by uh, MacArthur and Mayhew. You're reading several other books on applied theology. Uh, basically, the idea is to, to get through that and read through all of that if you can. And when you do, you just check off 
that you have done so. There's, what I've done is if you're connected with the emails, you will get an email with a link to a form. It's really easy to fill out. At least I think it is. Um, everyone's been submitting it. It seems to go pretty well. You can just click on that link. You can check off what reading you've done. And once you've done that, it'll just come to me and then I will process that and then you should be good to go. I will send out weekly emails to give you an update as to which... Uh, assignments have been completed for you, so you'll have an updated version of that. Uh, so we'll try to help keep the pulse on that for you so that you don't have to always just track that yourself. Uh, I recommend you go ahead and track that for yourself anyway so you can stay organized, but we will also track that for you. Um, there is writing. I know writing can be intimidating, especially if you haven't been in school for a long time. Uh, totally understandable. That's okay. Take it slow. Remember, I know that we have suggested due dates, but there are no due dates. So I just want to emphasize that for you. There are no due dates. Just It's almost like a long list of tasks that you're just checking them off little by little. That's what I would recommend you see it as. As you turn things in, we check them off, and then you're good to go. So um, take, it, take it slow if you need to. Uh, I almost prefer that so that you can get more out of it. If you're just trying to get through and rushing through and trying to stay on time, uh, it's not going to be as valuable to you if you just have to rush it. At the same time, if you're able to go through it and digest it and stay up to pace, you'll probably get the most out of BTI out of any, any situation, if that makes sense. All right, good. Uh, I've talked a lot already. Really quick, just to kind of pull back, do you guys have any questions about any of that that we've covered so far? Yeah, yeah. That reading or is that we just click that same link again because of the new reading? Yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. It'll be the same link from week to week. You don't have to re report readings that you've already done. You're like, oh, do I need to check off those previous readings that I've already checked off? We've already got those for you. Unless for some reason you get an email from me following that that's like Hey, I already checked that off, but it doesn't say it's checked off. You can go ahead and resubmit it again if you need to. But yeah, you would just use that same link again. So yeah, that's a good question. Good. Any other questions on that? Okay. All right. <coughs> there are um, there are book reading assignments. I've already talked a little bit about that. Um, just want to make sure I covered all all of this for you. Just as a note, when you're reading through the like uh, the systematic theology, uh, biblical doctrine books, and other books, they won't always correspond exactly with the topic that we're covering for that specific day. Just wanted to make an F- FYI note on that. That doesn't always happen. Um, it, basically, the idea of that reading is kind of give you more of like a double exposure to different theological concepts. So you're hearing something in class, but you're also reading perhaps it's something else, maybe it's similar to the same topic. And by the way, you may not always agree with everything that you're reading. Hopefully most of everything you're going to agree with. But there may be some things that you may not agree with. So use your critical thinking skills and use your discernment. Use biblical discernment and think through the issues. Um, Don't obviously just completely discard something just because you don't agree with it. Hear it out, weigh it out, and then go to Scripture if you have a disagreement to see whether you think that that really fits, whether that's really biblical. Um, When you're reading through the Bible, you can do one of two things. 
Um, you can read through it, and this is what I recommend. You read through it, actually just like reading through it. And trying to, you're not going to understand and pick up everything. I don't think anybody does. I think, you know, the Bible is so deep and so rich, you're not going to pick up everything. Uh, But trying to just read through and try to understand the general flow. You can also scan it. In other words, if you're finding that you're short on time, it would be, you can go ahead and scan it in the sense like you're kind of like in 30 to 60 seconds, you're just trying to get a general idea of how that chapter reads. So what's, what's in that chapter? Or sometimes reading the beginning sentence and the end sentence of each paragraph in a chapter. Uh, <coughs> we don't want to put overburden on you to get through your whole Bible and digest all of it you know, in your reading. And at the same time, we want you to still try to get as much out of your reading as possible. It's um, Of anything that's most important, the reading through the Bible is more important than the actual reading through the systematic theologies of the biblical doctrine. So I uh, just want to make sure that that's clear. Um, when you do your writing in your papers, one of the main things that you'll be writing on a week-to-week basis, or almost a week-to-week basis, are called Bible book reviews. Bible book reviews. Uh, they're basically, uh, it's like a paper on each book of the Bible. It's not going to be a total of 66 Bible book reviews because some of them are going to be combined together. Uh, for instance, First and Second Samuel will technically be combined together because it was originally one book, written as one book. First and Second Kings will be the same. Uh, but we also have combined some of the prophets together, the, the smaller ones, like Nahum, uh, Zephaniah, and Habakkuk. They're all combined together. Um, I think Malachi, Zechariah, and Haggai, I think, are all combined together. So we have assembled them in, in a format where they're... Um, Mostly it's going to be each book that you're going to be writing on, but there will be a few that will be combined. What you'll be doing, too, and this is kind of how I've broken it out, um, and this is very similar to how Steve had it, too. You'll basically be writing on the who, the when, the where, the why, and the how. Okay, It's the who, the when, the where, the why, and the how. The who is just basically who's the, who's the author, who wrote this book, and to whom was it written. That's the two parts to the who. The when is the when was this book actually composed. And that's not just historical data that you're just, well, it's just an interesting historical fact. It was written in 1446 B.C. No, you, you, it's, that is very important because it's helpful for you to understand where are we in the context of biblical revelation. That's huge. So that you don't just import assumptions into the text that happen in the future that they didn't know in the past. Uh, Where? Where was this written? And not just where, like location, but the setting, the historical setting. What was going on? What, What was the surrounding situation that would cause the author to actually write this letter to the audience. We'll, we'll cover all of this in BTI, so you're not going to be left out there like, I've got to figure this all out by myself. No, you, you don't have to figure it out by yourself. Uh, we are going to be covering this, and I'm going to try to organize it in these questions, too, every time we cover a book. The why is so important. It's like the number one thing. All of the who and the when and the where is building to the why. Why was this written? If you can understand why a book was written, you've cracked the code to the book. That's very important. And then you're starting to understand how does it fit into the canon? Why is this essential for the church today to have this book? Because every book is essential. We just got to figure out why. And then how. The how is kind of like, it's a variety of different things, but it's like what themes does this author prioritize in his book? What does he talk about a lot? 
Uh, what are some key words and phrases that he might use? What is the outline of the book? What is a good outline? And we can impose our own outline, and that's fine, but... I, I always prefer, what is the author's stated outline? What is he saying is his structure? That helps us to avoid some fallacies in books as well. All right. <coughs> some possible sources uh, to help you with your Bible book reviews would include a study Bible. So if you have a study Bible, you can read the beginning of each book. They'll probably have an introduction that talks about each of those elements. Uh, your BTI lecture notes, if you're able to take good notes. And I, um, I realized, and, and Derek reminded me, I didn't send out a uh, PowerPoint uh, note thing, and I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. I had it. I was literally actually like w- going to work on it, and I was sitting there at my desk, and then something else came up, and then I totally forgot. So, But the goal is to get those to you each week so that you have something you can print out and you can take notes with. Otherwise, you're welcome to take notes any way that you want, in a notebook, on a computer. Um, that's why we have tables set up. This is supposed to be almost like a workshop classroom environment. Uh, you can also look at the Bible Knowledge Commentary. That's helpful as well. Uh, there are different Bible book introduction uh, introductions that you can uh, buy or you can find somewhere <laughs> that somebody has or uh, whatever you end up uh, finding I'm, I'm sure will be helpful for you as you're walking through each book getting just a, a general summary of what are the the important things in each book finally in terms of writing there are theology essays that you'll be writing there aren't too many over the span of two and a half years or so you'll probably write a total of uh, 10 to 15 papers and half of those or at least six or seven of those will include spiritual impact papers how did this module spiritually impact you at the end of each module you'll have that assignment it should be just like two to three pages those are the easy ones you're just basically like i love this you know about this you know i hated this part or, i don't know whatever um but that you want to communicate how, how did this module really influence you and spiritually help you. And I think that's a really valuable uh, assignment. Otherwise, you'll be doing different papers on um, specific doctrines like inerrancy and inspiration or Christology or pneumatology. Those are really helpful because they help you to synthesize your thoughts on some really important doctrinal items. Perhaps you haven't really taken time to really dive deep into that. So, um, again, you'll be using your BTI notes to help you with those papers, and each mod, each syllabus for each module will give more specific details on what the expectations are for each paper. They slightly vary in terms of page size and instructions, but generally they're consistent across the board. All right, really quick as an encouragement. As you put forth effort and work into BTI, as much as you put in is what you get out. I think that that's the idea. You could kind of slide through here and just pour in just a very little amount of work and kind of get it all done, but you're not getting a lot out of it when you do that. You want a good ROI. You want a good return on investment as you engage BTI. So as much as you put in, you get out of it. Now, to be honest, a lot of us are just in the middle of life. All of us are in the middle of life where things are just complicated and busy, and that's going to happen, and that's okay. And don't get overly discouraged because of that. 
Um, life does get busy. Uh, if you have young children at home, it makes it very complicated uh, to get things done a lot of times. That's okay. Take it slow if you need to. Don't worry about due dates if that's your situation. And just work over time. Hey, you could be on the 10-year track, and that's totally fine. We'll still be here. Someone will. I mean, I plan to be here if uh, the Lord... Um, Terry's, and if I'm not dead or something, so uh, we'll be here to collect your papers, okay? And and don't be afraid of BTI. It's it's intimidating, I realize for some. Um, ask the Lord to help. The Lord who is able to do far beyond what we can ask or think, He can help you with this. Even just giving you the strength to accomplish the tasks that you've that you're seeking to accomplish. And then make BTI a priority. Schedule it into your week. Uh, schedule maybe several times in the week to work on different assignments. Maybe you've got a calendar or something. You can say, I'm just going to dedicate an hour. And I, you, you could even put a, a, a clock on it and just say, okay, it's an hour. And when the hour's up, okay, I'm going to stop, and then I'll just pick it up next time. Because there are no due dates technically, um, it won't. hopefully it won't feel as rushed. You can say, well, you know what, that paper is halfway done. That's okay. I'll do it, you know next Monday or something. I know maybe the suggested schedule says it's due this Sunday, but it's not that big of a deal. So we just take the papers in when we receive them, and then we just check them off. Um, Making BTI homework a major part of your personal time with the Lord is also a really valuable thing. Uh, That this can be a very devotional thing for you. This could actually be your devotions. You can use this devotionally. Pray through BTI. Pray through what you're reading. Uh, Worship the Lord. uh, And maybe even do it with your family. Where you're worshiping the Lord together because of what you're learning. Uh, Maybe they're not taking it for credit. But you can still say, hey, you know what? I'm going to read for you uh, this passage of scripture that I'm supposed to read for BTI. Let's read it together. And... And then you're worshiping the Lord together and uh, exalting Him because of what you're reading. Um, <laughs> don't be the procrastinator and uh, try to, uh, you know, if you're trying to stay on a certain schedule and you've got a due date in mind and you're like, right, we're going to do this, don't try to do it like the very night before, you know, and you're, you're trying to stick to that schedule. Again, uh, you'll lose out on just the changing power of the Word of God into your life and the discipleship opportunity that this is for you if you're just trying to squeeze things in into a time frame. And um, as I was saying with your family, if you're married, uh, it's really helpful to go through BTI together as a couple if you can. I know that's not always possible because sometimes you're in different seasons of life and you got different responsibilities at home. But if you are able to do it together, that's really valuable because you grow together as a couple in the Lord. And that, that unity, you just cannot... That is, you can't put a price tag on that, right? It, it's just valuable to have that kind of unity together. Okay, that was a blast through a lot of things. That's the orientation stuff. I still have two other huge items to cover today. But um, any questions on... Generally, how BTI works, format, administration, complaints, outrage. No? We're good? Okay. It's great. Well, it's encouraging to see so many people here this morning. This is a special blessing. Let me just switch over here for a moment to this. This is module one. Uh, If you're taking this for credit, you should have received a link to module one. Uh, if you didn't, let me know. But um, and sorry that the the text is a little bit blurry. So hopefully this will still 
uh, work and actually still be okay for you to read. Um, but you don't really have to. I'll just kind of take you through it just in brief. Basically, I just wanted to cover specifically for this module what you're looking at, what books do you have, assignments, and the general schedule of what we're going to be doing for the lectures going forward. So textbooks, biblical doctrine, you'll be using that pretty much for every module, modules one through six. Uh, John MacArthur and Richard Mayhew wrote this huge, hefty white book, uh, and uh, it is awesome. So you need to buy that if you haven't already. Uh, and we highly recommend that you buy them from the Grace Equip, I think it's called Grace Equip uh, bookstore. Um, that that is just a, that that's a blessing even to the church. You're investing into the church as you buy those books. So if you can do that, that would be great. Uh, disciplines of a godly man for the men, and then disciplines of a godly woman for the women. And then this is not required, but you can also get what I mentioned earlier: the Bible Knowledge Commentary by John Walverd and Roy Zuck. Um, dispensationalists. So there you go. Um, at least Walverd is, I know for sure. Um, the, those, those are the different textbooks that you will have for this module. In terms of assignments, you will be reading, starting with the biblical books, starting with Job. And then you will read Genesis through Deuteronomy. Okay, That's all that this module covers, is just Job, Genesis, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Genesis through Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteronomy kind of gets us to that point. We, we end module one where Israel is basically on the precipice of taking the land of Canaan. I think that's a very natural breaking point. You end with Torah. Uh, so that, those will be the books that you will be reading. The link there, if you have the syllabus, you can click the link there to submit your reading there. But I, I will also send that weekly as a link so you can have that link. And uh, whenever you get your updates for the reading, you'll have that link as well. You'll also be reading sections from biblical doctrine, like we've talked about. The men will be reading from disciplines of a godly man, and women, disciplines of a godly woman. Um, while you're reading each chapter, I make a little note here. Try to write down a few important points. This is specifically for these disciplines of a godly man and disciplines of a godly woman books. Um, write down a few important points from each prepper, uh, for, from each of these so that you can prepare for what's called a bullet point summary paper that you'll have uh, in module three. I had to mention that up front because what would happen is you'd be reading through that and then you get to module three and you're like, wait, I was supposed to be taking notes on this this whole time. So just as an FYI, start taking uh, some notes. It'll help you because then it'll basically be done by the time that you get to module three. You're like, oh, I finished reading the book and here's my bullet point summary. It doesn't need to be extensive. Um, Please don't pour tons of bullet points in, like maybe a couple bullet points per chapter, because uh, I don't want to get like a paper that's like 100 pages long. It's just a bullet. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of detail. It's amazing. Uh, great job, uh, but just send me the one that's only two or three pages long. Um, for your writing for this module, you will be writing some Bible book, review, Bible book reviews on Job, and then, of course, Genesis through Deuteronomy. That should make sense. That's the reading that you're doing as well. Uh, just as an FYI, in terms of how you would format that, you'll double space it if you can. That's really helpful for me. Double space, Times New Roman font, one-inch margins. Uh, the, you can ha- have a title at the top. The cover page is optional, but it is nice to have a cover page. 
uh, and then your first and last name. Uh, that, that one's funny, like when people forget to put their first and last name. Like, I don't know who to sign this to. I'll just put it to somebody random, and then they, they got it done. Good job. And they're like, wow, I did that. That's great. That's great work. <coughs> As a reminder, the Bible book review will cover the who, the when, the where, the why, and the how. Pretty much every syllabus is going to look very similar because it's going to have the same kind of structure, but obviously the books will change and the readings will change a little bit. The papers will change. In this module, you'll be covering, uh, you'll be writing an inspiration and inerrancy essay because we'll be covering those topics in our lectures, our, our, our sessions together. Uh, you'll also write a paper on theology proper and then, as I promised, a spiritual impact essay. Uh, two, so two pages for the spiritual impact essay, five to ten pages for the theology proper essay. You're like, oh, I've ne- I don't know if I can write five to ten pages. Don't worry, we'll cover so much stuff, you'll have plenty to write on. You'll be trying to fit it into ten pages. Uh, and then your uh, inspiration and errancy essay will be three to five pages. One thing to note, in the past what we've done is we've had you submit all of the module in a binder or something like that and then I would just check off everything's there and then you're good to go I'm going to go ahead and steer away from that um, I recommend that you continue you, that you compile it and have something like that but you don't need to turn it in if I'm checking off the fact that you've done this assignment and that assignment it's okay I don't mind checking off just one by one and I've seen them all and then you're good to go and then you're done with the module so don't need to turn in the full binder again um, it, if anything, it will like break your arm as you try to like carry it to church because it's just ginormous, right? As you get to the end, you're at like module seven and you're just like you're loading it up on a cart, you know, and you're like trying to pull it. Like it just it's not going to be worth it probably for you to do that. Um, on top of that, I'm trying to help you so that you don't have to pour in a hundred thousand dollars of ink and paper to print all of it. Uh, because it just gets expensive. And so we're trying to move this into a little bit more of a digital format so that you can have everything maybe on your computer and digitally, and then you don't have to print everything, and then it's all... um, And plus, print is, once you've printed it, it's really hard to update it unless you're just going to hand write in things, and that doesn't look very good. So (coughs) having it uh, digitally will be helpful for you so that you can actually make modifications down the road if you need to. All right, finally, schedule. Again, this is a suggested schedule in terms of the homework side of things, but this is the schedule that we will be following in terms of the, the sessions that we'll have together and what we'll be talking about. Hey, look, there's number one, intro to theology. You are literally right here in this lecture right now. So that's great. You're like, you haven't covered that yet. Yeah, I know. I've got oh, a couple minutes left to do that. All right, uh, we'll be covering Job. Then we'll have... We're just kind of basically going to be going back and forth like we typically do. We'll do a Bible book, then we'll cover a theological concept, then a Bible book, and then the theological concept, and back and forth. And we're basically going to cover in this module, for the theology section, uh, the theology that has to do primarily with Bible and God specifically. God the Father, or God in general. Uh, that, that, those are the primary things that we'll be talking about. Bible and God. In the next one, we'll talk about, I believe it's um, Jesus Christ the Son and the Spirit. That'll be the primary focus. So it should feel pretty natural that these kind of go together and then they flow into uh, the future modules as well. All right, that's module one. Any questions on that? Yes?
Oh, good question. Yes. And I didn't put dates on there, so that's probably really confusing. But yes, it is a week per row. Yes. Yeah, I didn't put dates on there because things change and um, it's hard to know and predict exactly what's going to happen. Sometimes we won't meet for BTI because we're doing something in the activity center as a church as a whole, and it's hard to predict when those <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> when those things will happen. So um, I didn't put any dates there. But yes, that's kind of the order of a week by week uh, process. So yep. Sorry, I have this cough. It's like never ending, so I'm just going to be coughing throughout the rest. So I apologize in advance. But any other questions? Yes. Yeah, that's a good question. Technically, the suggested schedule is saying um, to have the assignment done for the beginning of that Sunday. So if this is reading for Job right here, that's saying have Job read before you get here kind of a thing. Um, And then you can see how the Bible book review for Job is the week after because you'll want to hear the lecture first and take advantage of that if you need, and then you can write your, your paper. So, yeah. Great question. Good. Anything else? Okay, good. All right, we got a lot to cover still. All right, one more big item that I want to cover is introduction to theology. I mean, my goodness, we could spend hours on this. Uh, But let me go ahead and pull up the PowerPoint here, and we'll get going on this. All right, Bible Training Institute. I probably should read this at the beginning at least, and then you'll see this from week to week going forward. You'll know what this is. But the whole point of Bible Training Institute is to proactively accelerate the spiritual growth of Grace Bible Church for the purpose of knowing God more intimately and becoming more effective servants of God in the world. That is the reason why this program exists. This is why we do this. All right, Introduction to Theology. Well, we're going to be talking about at the beginning here is the nature of theology and the different types of, like the different terms of theology. Different terms. Now this could get very dry very fast depending upon how we approach this. I'm going to try to make this as um, engaging as possible and we will be using scripture a little bit here so that this doesn't get overly dry for you. (coughs) There are different kinds of Theology, uh, there's what's called biblical theology. Biblical theology. And we have, um, I have in here in my notes a, a quote from Wayne Grudem. He defines biblical theology as special attention to the teachings of individual authors and sections of Scripture. And it's special attention to the place of each teaching in the historical development of of scripture. Now I don't have that written out there, so let me kind of repeat that again so if you're taking notes. Biblical theology gives special attention to the teachings and individual authors and sections of scripture. Basically, you're almost looking at it like per book or per author. It's just looking at it per book or per author. It's breaking it up into different chunks and pieces that way. Uh, or it might even be to like the actual place of each teaching, like where does it fit in the canon, in the order of the canon, which is great because that's how we're going to approach it in this round for BTI. We're going to do it a little bit more canonically. We also have what's called historical theology. 
So you can look at theology from biblical theology, from like almost each book or each author, but you can also look at it from the sense of a historical look. This is different than just saying church history. It's not quite what we're talking about here. Sometimes the word historical theology is used to talk about church history, but that's not quite what we're talking about here. Uh, Historical theology basically traces the development of biblical doctrines from the time of the apostles to the present day, and it gives an account of the results of this development in the life of the church. So it's more than just, hey, it was this guy in church history who did this. That's kind of like church history. That's part of it, but it's kind of more historical theology is how did the doctrines develop over time, especially in the era of the church? Uh, you know, early on in, in church, they were, they were really working through the deity of Christ. And even before that, it was really the canon of Scripture. And it's really interesting, but history follows a pattern that's very similar to the order of how systematic theology classes operate today. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. First, they really work through their bibliology which is literally what we're about ready to cover here in BTI, and <coughs> their doctrine of God. And then, on, and then from there, they went to their Christology to figure that out. And that kind of fl- um, de- dealt with a lot of conversations about pneumatology. But where are we in church history today? We're really in the ecclesiology era. We're really trying to figure that out. I think COVID is a great example of that. Ecclesiology is in module... Five or something, right? So it's really interesting how, like, in God's providence, that we literally have a church history is like a systematic theology class in order. So, hey, the end times are coming really soon, I guess. So eschatology, here we come. All right, that's historical theology. Now, there's also something called philosophical theology. Philosophical theology. Not quite my favorite concept, um, but it does exist. It can be very helpful, by the way, Um, and so I don't want to discredit it. It basically draws upon the input of philosophy to help us understand biblical concepts. It's importing an idea of biblical philosophy to understand biblical concepts. Um, Again, not authoritative, not personally my favorite concept, but it can be helpful. This is um, a lot of people who come in um, backgrounds of creedal backgrounds, covenantal backgrounds, they will be very, especially the theologians in those areas, they are very philosophical when they approach Scripture. They use a lot of philosophical argumentation to explain different concepts in Scripture. Again, this can be good. Like, for instance, uh, we have an example here in the notes. Like, if the, uh, the apostles were trying to cover up a hoax that they called the resurrection, right? If they were trying to really cover up just a hoax, then logically, right? It's a philosophical argument. Logically, they would not have died as martyrs for a lie that they knew was a lie, right? You're kind of using a philosophical argument. This makes sense. That's a good argument. It's not a bad argument. Using logic and rationality uh, there is good. Or you could say there are different... Uh, examples of like elaborate arguments for the deity of Christ can get philosophical Uh, (coughs) or God's interaction with time how does he interact with time that's a philosophical concept it's not really explained in detail in scripture or trying to define the simplicity of God 
that's a, can, can get very philosophical very quickly. The thing that you must be wary of is that is the philosophy driving your understanding or is the Bible driving your understanding? What I find far too often is that people who get deep into this stuff is the philosophy drives their understanding. And they literally deceive themselves into thinking that the Bible is driving their understanding. And it's not. It's their, it's their version of the philosophy of that. It's not really taking the text plainly and clearly. Uh, so, that's just my hobby horse on that one. There's also what's called applied theology. This is different than just saying practical theology. This is why we have a whole section dedicated in BTI to applied theology, where, you, where and I forgot to mention this, but applied theology section in BTI is not... It's not going to be part of the lectures, but it's going to be part of your reading. So that's where you're reading the disciplines of a godly man or disciplines of a godly woman. It's part of your reading, but it's not going to be something that we're necessarily going to talk about in the class itself. We don't call it practical theology. The reason why is because that's kind of redundant. Uh, Practical theology, theology should be practical no matter what you're doing, right? If theology is just, well, theology is the knowledge, and then, then we're going to practice that knowledge separately. No, that's... That's not how theology works. In fact, we'll get into this in a second on a good definition of theology. Um, Practical theology is redundant like saying small shrimp. It's like, you don't need to say that because shrimp is small. Anyway, whatever. All right? So um, that's, that's why we use the term applied theology. Now, the one that you're probably more familiar with is called systematic theology, which, again, we'll be covering these topics throughout this course um, throughout all of the modules. And uh, I, have, I have something actually specifically written here for you on systematic theology because it's, it's that much a part of BTI. It's the comprehensive, holistic interpretation of Scripture for the purpose of intimately knowing and rightly worshiping God. The comprehensive, holistic interpretation of Scripture for the purpose of intimately knowing and rightly worshiping God. I love that. With that emphasis, it's not just to know things about God. It is so that we may intimately know Him to worship Him. Theology is more than just data. (coughs) The different topics that we'll be covering in BTI related to systematic theology include these. Prolegomena, that's just a fancy word to just say introduction concepts, which is literally what we're doing right now. This is prolegomena. Uh, Bibliology, the study of the different books of the Bible. Theology proper, the study of God himself. That's what theology proper means, just a study of him. Study of God. Who is God? Uh, Yes, the different elements of his, um, his personhood, but we'll be covering those in more detail down the road. Angelology. Not always as explored as much as maybe it should be. Anthropology, very important. Homardiology, soteriology, and then, of course, breaking down theology proper into Christology and pneumatology. Ecclesiology, the study of the church. And I love this one. This is Steve's um, coined term, Israelology. It's hard to pronounce. Israelology. Uh, and we definitely need to cover that because it's a study of Israel and it's a study of the covenants. Very important. And then eschatology. Okay, so those are the different sections. Again, we'll have these PowerPoints for you available online. So if you don't catch everything, don't worry. 
uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get the, the PowerPoints. Systematic theology versus doctrine. You need to understand what systematic theology is and what it means and what doctrine means. They're two different things. It doesn't seem like it at first, maybe, but they are. Theology acts like a verb. Theology is not just a codified set of facts. Theology is something that we do. You need to start reorienting, and I'm still working on this because I often think about it as a codified set of facts. It is not primarily that. It is actually theology is doing something. It is doing something. (coughs) Now the doctrine is the result at the end. Often we use the term systematic theology and what we're actually talking about is doctrine. We've, we've come to a codified set of teaching or doctrine. The goal of theology is basically this. Theology is a process. It's something that you're in the middle of doing. And doctrine is the end result of that. And the whole point of that is so that you would have a life that's transformed into the likeness of Christ so that you may worship Him. That's how this works. Theology is the process of studying and understanding and even worshiping him as a result. That's theology. The doctrine is is the codified set of, of facts at the end of that that says this is what we believe. And then the whole point is that your life would be transformed and that you will worship God as a result of it. Oh, I'm going to take this back just in case you're writing any more details there. Okay? We do theology in order to worship. <coughs> To do theology without the goal of worshiping, you're only doing part of the process. Uh, I know we've only got... We're not usually supposed to go to 10.30, but I'm going to try to do that today because we're short on time. If you got your Bibles, really quick, turn it over to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15. The Song of Moses, after Yahweh parts the Red Sea, the Sea of Reeds, and... Israel passes through, and then he destroys the Egyptians. Think about this. There is theology. If you read through the Song of Moses, Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 and following, it is full of theology. It is full of details about God and who He is. But notice how these details are causing Israel to worship. They are causing Israel to worship. Specifically, look at verse 11. Who is like you among the gods, O Yahweh? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome or feared of praise, doing miracles and wonders? That is what the Song of Moses leads you to, is to worship Him. And it's really cool because that concept becomes this foundation stone upon which other writers of Scripture build upon. Uh, and you can actually see this in Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 22, Psalm 18, verse 31, Micah 7, verse 18, that's Second Samuel verse 7, 22, Psalm 18, 31, and Micah 7, verse 18. Those passages pick up on this same language that is borrowing from 
Exodus chapter 15, who is like you, O Yahweh, among the nations or among the gods? Who is like you? You are majestic in holiness and we worship you as a result of that. That is what theology is to teach us to do. A couple more things and then we'll, we'll close here. Qualities of good theology. Okay, there's a couple of important uh, couple of important elements here to a good theology. One is that your theology needs to be theocentric. It needs to be theocentric, meaning that God is at the center of it. It's really easy to put self unsuspectingly at the center of your theology at the center of your study and of your worship. It's really easy to do so. It needs to be God-centered. It needs to be from the heart that says, I want to know God and be able to help and shepherd others to do the same, to know Him. Uh, John seventeen three. Jesus says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, or His Son, whom He sent. Philippians 3, this was the heart of Paul, that I may know him. That's the whole point. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That is what the, uh, theology is all about. It is about centering on him and knowing him. Not just knowing data about him, but knowing him relationally and personally. It should also be doxological, meaning that it should focus on the glory of God. Uh, perceiving the glory of God for the sake of knowing him. You can see this uh, even in 1 Peter chapter 4, in verse 11, when he talks about uh, the one who teaches is to do so as teaching the words of God himself so that God may be glorified. The whole point of why you use your service, the whole point of why you use your giftings in teaching or in other, other areas of the church is so that He may be glorified. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 also brings emphasis to the glory. This is all for the glory of God of what we're doing. This is the ministry that we have among you is for the glory of God. And that elevates my worship of God because I know... I better know the God that I'm worshiping. When you know Him better, you worship Him better. When you know Him better, you worship Him better. It also displays the consistency of Scripture. Your theology approach should be displaying consistency in Scripture, not things are disagreeing with one another or divergent from one another. In other words, it should be inspiration-centered. Inspiration-centered, meaning that God has compiled together His words, and they are His words, and they do not contradict with one another. Uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. A theological system that makes you interpret different parts of the Bible in different ways is contrived and artificial. If you're saying, well, you got to interpret it over here in Philippians this way, but then over here in Leviticus this way, you're you're building a, a rationale that is not coming from one mind, but two minds, right? Because you've got two different ways of approaching Scripture. There should be one central consistency that's guiding and ruling how you're interpreting Scripture. But a theological system that actually connects the dots, that actually shows the consistency of Scripture through progressive revelation, that is useful. 
And the goal is to seek out not only, this is very important, not just the author's meaning, that's important, that's really important, get the author's meaning, but understand the author's rationale. That's important too. How does the author think? How does he process everything? In other words, understand how this author understands other biblical authors in Scripture. This is really important because... Any Bible interpretation method that diverges away from the way in which the authors in Scripture understand one another, then it's not biblical. You have to understand how authors within the Bible understand each other. Then you will understand how the Bible understands itself. Then you will know if your understanding of Scripture is actually biblical. Because you can see it actually people talking to one another in scripture, author using author, this author using that author in this way, then you know that what you're doing is appropriate. Okay, uh, And I'll close with this. This book here is really helpful. This is the hermeneutics of the biblical writers. Dr. Abner Chow wrote this. It's very, it's, it can be a little technical, a little deep. If you get this, take it slowly. Read through it slowly. Very helpful because he builds an argument for the fact that authors build on one another, and that's the rationale for why we even understand how the Bible is to be read. Very important. Um, If I don't know if we have it in the the Grace Equip. If we do, great, you can go get it. If not, you can always get it on Amazon as well. But it's called The Hermeneutics of the Biblical Writers, Dr. Abner Chow. Um, And then finally, I said that was going to be the last thing, but one really quick thing. Personal... The good theology should be personal. It should transform you. It should be something that is changing who you are from your heart into your behavior. Forget the distinction between just, well, there's head knowledge theology and then there's applying theology or heart knowledge. Either you know God personally and it's changing you or you don't know him. There's no in between there. Well, I know a lot of details about God, but you don't really know Him. Not the way that God has designed for you to know Him. All right. We have a couple more things, but I'll I'll leave them for next time. It'll just be a little uh, precursor at the beginning. And um, we're out of time, so I need to let you guys go. We have a busy Sunday morning to worship together, so let us pray. Father, thank you so much for the first uh, here uh, study that we've done through BTI. We pray that module one will be a blessing to all. May you be glorified and may you be the center as we talked about. May you be the one that we give the praise and the adoration for and may our theology not just be head knowledge, may it be heart knowledge, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening and uh, staying around a little bit longer and looking forward to seeing you in a few minutes.